Good morning. It is great to see you all this morning. Let's all stand up and sing together. Here I am to worship. sunshine today and Lord we also thank you for the rain that we had last night and that we that you bring into our lives Lord we know that you're in charge of all things and then you make all things new for us 
Lord, we thank you for bringing rain to our lives to strengthen us and, and just to help us, Lord, to seek closer to you. Lord, we just pray this morning that you, we will stay close to you this week and in the coming weeks and in the coming years, Lord. We know that you have great control over all things. In your name I pray. Amen. With all that I've gone through The question just amazes me The circumstances possibly change Who I forever am in you Maybe since my life has changed Long before these rainy days It never really ever crossed my mind I turned my back on you, oh Lord My only shelter from the storm But instead, I draw closer through this time So I pray Bring me joy, bring me peace Bring the chance be free. Bring me anything that brings you glory. And I know there'll be days when this life brings me pain. But if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus, bring rain. Regardless of the clouds that may loom above Because you are much greater than the pain You who made a way for me Suffering your destiny So tell me, what's a little rain? So I pray Bring me joy, bring me peace Bring the chance to be free Bring me anything that brings you glory And I know there'll be days when this life brings me pain But if that's what it takes to praise you Jesus, bring the rain Is the Lord God Almighty? And everybody singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, Holy, Holy. Is the Lord God Almighty? Is the 
for a few moments of sharing. have a question for you. It's summertime, right? Okay. Were some of you in school this past year? Yeah? Okay. And um, all at once, tell me what your teacher's name was. Miss Awesome. And do you know who your teacher's going to be next year? So some of you do and some of you don't. Some of you have already, I know Ryan, you've already changed classes, right? Okay, um, well, did you, uh, let's see, did you really, really like your teacher from last year? Was she, I, I'm pretty, was it all she's, anybody have a boy teacher? Okay, was she pretty awesome? Yeah. You haven't gotten your teacher yet? Okay. And I guess, guess what? I bet your next teacher's going to be pretty awesome too, huh? But you really miss your teacher from last year, don't you? Um, Arthur, what's today? Anybody know what today is for real? Sunday, yeah. Do you know what kind of Sunday this is? This is Arthur's last Sunday. I know, everybody, I forgot to bring a box of tissues, so just hold it together. Arthur, can you come here, please? I'm not going to ask you to sit down, though, because I don't know if you'll get back up. <laughs> All right. On your last day of school, did you give your teacher a big hug? Because you really, really loved your teacher. All right. Well, I think that we all should give Arthur just this really big hug and just say thank you. What do you guys think? Yeah? Okay. Everybody, let's go give Arthur a hug.
Thank you, Arthur. Okay, we'll just say a real quick prayer. You can just stand where you are. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Arthur being with us for so many years. And we just ask that you bless him and Penny as they go on and enjoy some relaxation. And um, just help us to remember all the wonderful things and help us to remember that we've got lots of wonderful things to learn ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. That reminded me when I was about 25 years old working with children and youth in a church in Irmo. We got ready to have Bible school and they put me in charge of recreation. First group was about 35 five-year-olds. And we went outside on the little playground and I said, let's play um, uh, some game. Uh, what is it where you hold hands and try to bust through? That's it, Red Rover. Let's do Red Rover. And a little five-year-old boy said, I got a better idea. And I said, what? He said, let's all get Arthur. <laughs> I had 35 little ones crawling all over me. I felt like Gulliver. <clears throat> oh, that was nice. Thank you very much. Let's see. We're glad that you're here today. Uh, please be here next week. Uh, work your hardest, please, to make the new minister uh, feel at home because um, it's just as strange for him to be coming to meet y'all as it is for y'all to think about breaking in a new preacher. And he's got lots of names to learn, and you got one. Uh, so kind of makes it tough. Think about him if you would. Um, if you are visiting with us, we're glad to have you here today and hope that you will come back often. We have Sunday school for all ages at 10 o'clock and our traditional service at 11. If you have a prayer concern that you'd like to share today uh, with us, uh, we'd be glad to, to have you share that concern and we will pray together. The way we do that is through an index card. If you raise your hand, we'll give you an index card and I will say only what you write down. So you got uh, control over that. Uh, and we will share your concern and pray with you about that concern in a few moments. Announcements for today. Wonderful Wednesday continues this week. Uh, preschool and elementary kids are invited to join, uh, join us for plant projects and outside play day from 9 to noon on Wednesday, June the 27th. We'll meet in the social hall. Sign up by filling out the form in the church bulletin and dropping it in the offering plate today or by contacting Katie. I would add this note, bring your own sunscreen uh, outside. Third annual Lake Day is today, this afternoon from 5 until 8 at Lake Cunningham, right behind the Lake Cunningham um, fire station. Please plan to join us for this evening of food and fellowship by the lake. Listen to this, hot dogs, hamburgers, and drinks will be provided. What's your excuse? Bring a side dish and a dessert to share and go out there and have some fun, get to know your neighbors in the church that way. Before that, <clears throat> you're invited by the Parsonage Committee to go by the Memorial Parsonage back here on West Arlington uh, from two to four today to see it in its refurbished, remodeled uh, uh, condition. <clears throat> I know for a fact it's the first time in eight years it's been clean. <clears throat> 
I live there. What can I say? <clears throat> but anyway, uh, it, it's going to be beautiful. We need to, to go by and take a look and see the hardworking uh, Parsons Committee. Um, I knew who to get on that committee because I'd seen them work before, especially Norman West. And Norman really spearheaded the drive to get lots of things fixed, structurally and otherwise. So I appreciate that committee so very much. <clears throat> um, hate to do this on this last day, but we've been so busy thinking about other things. Please be aware of the fact that this is a time of year when our giving goes down because people take vacations but the Lord never takes a day off and neither does his church. Our expenses stay right up there. In fact, they're pretty high right now with air conditioning and everything. So um, even if you're gonna be gone a lot this summer, please remember your church by uh, getting your tithes, offerings, and gifts in to the church. Um, we're a good bit behind already. We generally are by this time in the summer, uh, but it's always frightening to play catch up toward the end of the year and hope to get together what we need to pay our apportionments. I just call that to your attention and ask for your help on that. Got our prayer cards ready? <clears throat> Bill tells me that being a basketball player in college, he's used to a tradition from basketball that he's used to a tradition from basketball and so um, today when I leave he wants me to take my shirt off and he's going to raise it to the rafters. <laughs> Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the, your blessings upon us always and your leadership in all the days of our lives, and especially during these past years when we've been together. And we pray your continued blessings upon this congregation as the future comes upon them. We pray for these special needs this day, for Jane Berg and Liz Farley to be restored to full health. Also for Candy Jones, who's struggling with some addictions. We pray for strength and peace for the Kiefer family. We give you thanks for Arthur and Penny, and we pray that you would be with them as they embark into a new phase of life. We pray for Garrison Murph, a five-year-old who has uh, SMA and has been in the hospital. We pray for a husband starting a new business, for a safe arrival of a new grandchild, for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones, and again, your blessings upon Arthur and Penny. We pray for Derek McLeod and his unit who are serving in Afghanistan, and they recently lost three comrades, three people from their unit. We pray for Nora Greenlee, who is uh, fighting breast cancer. Lord, these are our special prayers for this day, and there are many others on our hearts that we ask you to read the pain and the love in our hearts as you move to answer our prayers. We pray in Jesus' name as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. <clears throat> Let me tell you a little story before I read scripture to start the sermon. <clears throat> this is an absolutely true story. I'm not making this up. Three nights ago, Penny had a dream. Really. And she woke up and it was a troubling dream. And I instantly remembered a conversation the praise band had had the week before uh, at a supper we'd had out at the Harris's house and how Chris had told us that when we feel overwhelmed with things, we have dreams like this. It's a version of the so-called student dream. You know, when you, what, you, you dream that you've got to go take an exam, but you didn't even remember that you signed up for the class and you're not ready, you know. The, the preacher version of that is I'm standing in the pulpit and I forgot to put on clothes. But anyway, <clears throat> um, that night she dreamed that she was at Converse College where she works and that, uh, and here she comes now, <laughs> uh, a lady came over to Penny and said, here, hold my baby and go get me an ice cream cone. So Penny goes off to get this humongous ice cream cone while holding this baby. And when she gets back, the lady's nowhere to be found. The cone's melting. The little baby soils a diaper, and she has to look around, find somebody with a diaper bag, and bum a diaper, put the diaper on the baby, and look some more for the lady. And as soon as she gets that diaper put on, the baby really messes a diaper, you know, the kind where you want to burn the clothes. And, uh, and now she's looking around having to borrow another diaper and this ice cream is a mess and by now she's forgotten what the lady looks like who is who was the lady that handed me this baby and Penny says what does that mean and I said well I'm not sure but it is a, it's definitely the student dream and I have a solution for you I think I said Penny retirement's about to hand you a big baby <laughs> <laughs> and he's about to soil your plans like you <laughs> <laughs> And I said, this time, uh, the mother church is not going to come along and take him off your hands. You got him. <laughs> so I, uh, I think that's what it probably meant. <laughs> oh, me. Scripture reading for today is from a translation called uh, The Message. And uh, I want to read it to you and have you read along with it. Beautiful, beautiful paraphrase of Paul's idea here. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. But God saw to it that I was equipped. But you can rest assured that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and to make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. 
through Christians like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. Here ends the lesson. I'm going to have to have my water today. <clears throat> I don't handle these last Sundays at all very well. It is interesting to me that as I look out, I see a young man from my previous congregation. Is it Brent? Brent. I'll close. Johnson um, from Co Covenant in our old community. And also the, uh, the Eddies are here, and he is a grandson of uh, very dear friends of Penny's and mine up from Francis Asbury. Uh, it's very fitting that they showed up here today. Um, no one was dearer to us than Paul and Peggy Bridges. Um, but I don't handle these Sundays well. I tend to struggle with my emotions. And so if the going gets very tough, I'm going to quit. And we're just all going to go. <clears throat> um, especially if I tried to talk about this band and what it's meant to be a part of, of that group. You know, they got stuck with me. I came down here just to listen because there are praise bands, and then there are praise bands, <laughs> and I came my first time I could to see what we were have, having in store here, and I was absolutely blown away. They were fabulous already, hadn't had a church service yet, and they were fantastic, and I sat there thinking, man, this is going to be fun. So I started singing along, and old Don Lewis said, here's a microphone, you can sing with us. And I looked over there, and Kelly looked like, oh, he's done it again. He's, we didn't meet and vote. He's, you know. But anyway, she was stuck with me. Uh, and it has been such a joy, has been such a joy. Um, maybe I should just stand here and try to tell some John Rush stories. I'm sure they're are some old obituaries that John Rush could tell us about today if he was here. He's forever finding new ones. I heard the other day about an obituary that mentioned the man's survivors, uh, his many scattered, smothered, chunked friends at the Waffle House. So maybe we could do that. But there are a few home uh, housekeeping details that I want to handle at the beginning of this sermon. For one thing, it's important for me that you understand why I am disappearing for a while. I will be very scarce around here, and it's my doing and no one else's, uh, for the next year or so. And it isn't because I don't love you, it is because precisely I do love you. When I was ordained in 1977, our bishop spent a great deal of time with each one of us telling us what he expected of us when we conclude a ministry at a church and move on. He taught us that the new pastor will have a most difficult time getting established in his or her new ministry if the previous pastor is still around, always showing up for special events and weddings and funerals. We were taught that for the good of the church. We were to leave when we leave. And I've always been very careful to follow those directions in the past. And even now, as Penny and I are making plans to attend a church near our new home, I first contacted that pastor to make sure that he didn't have a problem with my being in his congregation. 
we've got some good former pastors and retired pastors in this church, and if I follow their example, I'll be doing okay. But let me just tell you, not all retired pastors are as well-behaved as John Rush, George Strait, Dennis Lee, and Don Cavan. Some stir up troubles in churches. And I never want it to be said that somebody's ministry suffered problems because Arthur Holt kept getting in the way. So you probably will see and hear Penny at the piano in a few months because she and Ann have this substitution arrangement. She'll be here to play the piano when Ann can't be here. But I'm going to be busying myself in the next year uh, in another church so that your new pastor can work his way into your lives and hearts. I ask you to please turn to him in your times of spiritual need and crisis because the best way that you can get to know your new pastor is by pulling him into your lives during those difficult days. It might be helpful to us to remember what game we're playing right now. New wife, new rules. <clears throat> what game we're playing right now. When a pastor moves away, some churches seem to think that the game that we're playing is similar to the game of romantic breakup. Romantic breakup. Whenever a couple breaks up, we usually feel duty-bound to choose sides. We take one person's side, and then we shun the other person and their new romantic interest. That's not the game we're playing right now. Instead, we're playing the game of church construction, where one contract worker comes in and pours the foundation and then leaves, and another contract worker comes in to lay the floor and the walls and the roof. And then later, some subcontractor comes in to put in the plumbing and the wiring. And all of these subcontractors work in harmony because there is this general contractor who is really terrific who's running the show. His name is God. I am a subcontractor, and I finished my construction work here. Now, Reverend Joseph Curtis will come in and build onto this church. He and I are not in competition in any way. I wish him nothing but the greatest success. I'm leaving him with the best paid staff that I could find and the best set of elected leaders that we probably have ever had. So the best way you can show that you've appreciated our time together these eight years is for you, the sheep, to very quickly transfer your love and loyalty to the new shepherd that God is giving you. Nobody's breaking up. You don't have to take sides. You can therefore give yourself fully and enthusiastically to your new pastor without taking a thing away from me. And if you really get homesick to see us, we'd be happy for you to come over to see us at our new home in Spartanburg and take us out to eat. <clears throat> there are three waffle houses real close to my new house. That's why I chose it. Well, I skipped a scene, there we go. Secondly, I want to thank the excellent staff members who have been pulling the plow alongside me during our time together. Never forget how blessed you are to have Jessica and Katie and Andy and Kelly, June, a couple of Anns, Gail and Thomas. And next I want you to know how special I see that Memorial Church is. 
The fact that you've got some folks here whose grandparents and great-grandparents were a part of this congregation is a real strength for this church. What deep dedication those folks have to the church. You couldn't run them off with a stick, and that's so wonderful. That's such a stability. But you've got new people that have come in with new ideas and new enthusiasm. That is a recipe for growth in every way. And how blessed you are to have uh, people of all ages as members of the church. You have a nursery full of babies and pews full of older people. And there is such maturity here. Members of our administrative board have tackled plenty of hot topics and touchy issues during my tenure here. I've sat there with butterflies in my stomach, nervous about what was going to happen. But the discussions have always been friendly. They never degenerate into public or other personal attacks. If only Congress could come down here and take lessons from you folks. Now, perhaps there are some other churches in Greer that are as good as Memorial, but I don't think you'll find any, any better. People ask me what I'm going to do after I retire, and I can honestly reply, I don't know. I have no idea. To tell you the truth, I'm just a little bit scared. I have a hard time deciding what I'm going to do when I have a day off. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with a life off. For the past 35 years, my asking God what his will was has been connected with a report I have to turn in every year to my district superintendent that is a choice. Move me or let me stay. We used to try to get creative with that years ago and put music on there. Like one year I wrote the superintendent and said, <clears throat> like the song, Big Old Ruby Red Dress, just leave me alone, leave me alone. Um, you know, uh, that's been how I've asked God's questions about his will. But now I'm in a place where I really, seriously, am going to have to seek God for guidance. I'm retiring from full-time pastoral responsibilities, but none of us ever retires from the Lord's service. He has given us a lifelong calling to follow Jesus. I think it's going to be a little exciting to discover what is next for me, and I do expect it to be good. Paul of Tarsus claimed to have received the gospel directly from God himself. I cannot claim that because I received the gospel passed on to me from Christians at Bethel United Methodist Church especially during my teenage years. It is your task here at Memorial to make sure that your children also receive the good news through you. During those years at Bethel, I had a number of significant encounters with the risen Christ to the point that I came to deeply believe that he is the Son of God, my Lord and my Savior. I knew that I had to find some way to tell others this good news. I started in youth work, but when it came to hearing the call to preach, like Paul, I can say that that came as a real surprise to me. God handled all the details. I still say 
that I'm a second or third uh, round draft choice who got drafted because someone else did not hear the call and heed the call. Like Paul, I was ill-equipped, the least qualified available Christian to become a shepherd of the flock of God. Like Paul, I had a lot to learn on the job. Most of the time, I felt like I was preaching and writing about things that are way over my head as I've tried to explain the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. Like Paul, my task has been to do what I have tried my best to do, to bring out into the open what God is still doing in people's lives in our day. It is such an exciting thing that God is doing in our lives that heaven takes notice and the angels talk about it. It's so wonderful. Thanks be unto God. May the name of Jesus always be glorified. Amen. I invite you to stand as we affirm our faith in God using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Please be seated and let us uh, worship God by giving.
sing with us and to be a part of our band and it just means the world to us and um, I want to thank you for all that you've done not only for the band but for our church and for our congregation and for everyone out there you just it's top cream of the crop and we just we're very blessed to have had you the best pip we have that's right <laughs> we sing this song um, and dedicate it to Arthur Arthur we want you to go in peace to love and to serve and to take to the world your love and your hope and your faith. We know that you're going to just bless everyone in your presence. Stand and sing with us. you heard and made a bread on your tongue leave a trail of crumbs to lead the hungry back to the place that you are from take to the world this love this hope and faith
blessings of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, abide with you always. Amen. Have a great week.